Capital One is a proud partner of the Roden Fellows Program, which provides opportunities to aspiring sports journalists from historically Black colleges and universities to produce content, including the podcast throughout the year. Capital One supports the program as a part of their larger commitment to the advancement of students from HBCU. Welcome to the Roden Fellows introduction to HBCU Hoops for the 2021-2022 season. I am your host, Alexis Davis, a multimedia journalism student at North Carolina A&T State University, home of the baddest band in the land and greatest homecoming on earth. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Roden Fellows, Kayla Sweezy from Morgan State University. Hello, everyone. And Kiana Robinson-Cherry from Hampton University. Hi, everybody. We also have the privilege of being joined by veteran journalist and founder of the fellowship program that we are so gracious to be a part of, Mr. William C. Roden. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Great being with you this morning. Unannounced, but I appreciate you guys being gracious and uh, looking forward to hearing the show and being part of it. For many basketball lovers like myself, it is very hard to not be able to attend basketball games on campus due to the pandemic. Luckily, HBCU Hoops will be back in full effect starting next week. Today, we have Howard Bison Ford, Sam Green. What's up, everybody? Guard MJ Randolph from Florida A&M University. Hey, how y'all doing? Appreciate you. And guard Trevor Moore from Morgan State University. What's good, everybody? So I know a lot of our listeners are eager to hear about the different experiences that you all have been experiencing due to COVID and just the transition that you guys are making back to, you know, fully being on the court, fully being uh, at home and just playing. So you just want to get into some questions about how that transition has been going for you. So for Sam, I know you recently went to a PWI, Drexel University, and now you're at Howard University. So how has that transition been from a PWI to an HBCU? And what are some of the things that kind of went into your decision? Um, into transferring to Howard because there were so many HBCUs that you could choose from, but you did ultimately pick Howard. So, yes, I, I, I was fortunate enough to get my degree from uh, Drexel University. And um, when I entered the transfer portal, I told myself I wanted to find something new, something fresh. I wanted to have like a fresh start. So when looking at schools to attend, I wanted to have a school or go, uh, to go to a school that was completely different from Drexel University. Drexel University is not really an athletic school at all. There's not much school spirit. So when making that decision, um, I lean more towards the HBCU uh, and Howard being uh, the closest one to where I'm from, PG County, Maryland. Uh, Howard definitely stood out. So um, I was pretty satisfied with my decision. I was happy with my decision. I kind of had it in the back of my mind that I kind of wanted to go to Howard before I even entered that transfer portal. Um, as far as the, the changes, uh, like, you, like, like I mentioned already, it's a, it's, it's a huge difference in the school spirit as far as people attending the games. Um, I've noticed so far this year that we've had packed out games, exhibition games that have been packed out. Um, the football games like Drexel, I didn't even have a football team, so I didn't have that luxury of being able to really, you know, go out and enjoy m- my school and my campus. I think campus life is a lot better at my HBCU Howard University. So I know you mentioned that, you know, now you all have packed out games. So how does that change 
Um, just, you know, the support that you feel when you are performing in front of a large crowd, a large home crowd, how does that help you? Um, of course, you know, you put your best foot forward every game, whether it's away or at home, but how does that home audience help you? So I think that home audience is definitely something I haven't had probably since high school. Um, I think my high school did a good job of, you know, having a lot of school spirit at our games. But once I got to Drexel, since it wasn't much, a, much of an athletic school, I kind of didn't have packed out games like that. But now that I've got to get those packed out games, it just feels marvelous. It's an amazing feeling. Uh, it's good that like feel like you have somebody behind you just rooting you on and hoping to see you do good. And you're able to really put on for your school and, and, and support them as they support you. So I love being able to have packed out gyms and, you know, doing what I do or what I love to do for my school. So taking a transition a little bit, I know, Trevor, you guys um, actually got to be around the Wizards recently. The Washington Wizards um, came. I'm not sure if it was one of your practices or what it was, but I did see um, that the Washington Wizards were with you guys. So, like, um, what was that? Was it a practice? Um, how did your interactions go with some of the players? How was that for you? Uh, so, actually, they came and had an open practice. Uh, so it was they just practiced. We had practice earlier that morning. But uh, that experience for me, that was it was great just to see those guys come to an HBCU campus and practice and put their best foot forward and, and show us the, how the next level really get down. And uh, yeah, like uh, so Bradley Bill, he came down to the locker room. And he, he talked to us. I can't really say what he told us, but yeah. But I mean, he, he talked to the team and, and, and really got under some guys skin. So. For me, that that experience was well needed, and going into the season, it, it really lit a fire under me. Um, I know you said you can't go into too much detail, but would you say that there's any like piece of advice that he gave you that will stick with you throughout the season that you might be able to share with our listeners? Uh, yeah. So the main the main thing that I took from it was just be an everyday guy, uh, be a consistent guy. Uh, and be one of those guys that your teammate can lean on and, and always count on. And, and that really, that really was the whole thing. So I know for you, MJ, you're going into your um, senior season. Um, for me, it's a different experience because, you know, I've been writing about you since I was a freshman before I even started sports journalism. So how have you seen yourself change as a leader from your freshman year of basketball now entering your season, your senior year? Um, just being more vocal. Um, when I first came in, you know, I was a freshman, young, didn't really want to say much. But, you know, as you progress, you know, throughout college and things and younger guys come in, you have to start, you know, opening your mouth. I'm more of a leader that's kind of like leads by example and uh, not talk too much. But as, you know, younger guys are coming in, they need to learn how things go and how the program is ran. So just being more vocal and uh, – just taking on a role as a leader because, you know, it's, it's really not that easy to lead for most people. But um, that's something I was just trying to take on this year. So I know, MJ, you mentioned leadership a little bit. So this is something any of you all can answer. What are some of the things that you all have been around for a little bit longer at your universities? Um, even though, Sam, you just transferred, you're not a stranger to collegiate basketball. What are some of the things you, that you did to keep yourself motivated and others around you motivated during COVID? Because um, I know that was a rough time. You know, a lot of you all, your outlet is basketball, not being able to play as much. What were some of the things that kept you all motivated um, throughout to know that, you know, I will eventually be able to be on the court again? Uh, I know for me, 
uh, it was more so wide engaged with with film. Like I didn't before COVID, I I watched it, but I wasn't really into it how as if I was in now. Like so, for me, our biggest thing I'll say is film, watching film. Um, for me, it was, you know, <clears throat> with every all the restrictions going on, it was just you know you just miss playing so much you take for granted, you know, sometimes you don't want to go to practice. Sometimes you don't feel like doing these workouts, but it was a point where someone would get COVID and you have to wait, you know, two weeks to just touch a basketball again. So it was just, you know, not taking things for granted, being going out every practice, just appreciating that you have the chance to, you know, play the game every day. So that's what it was for me. I'd have to probably agree with Trevor. Uh, I think, watching film and just watching basketball in general definitely kept me going. Uh, I think having that year off and just basically having a year full of practices that really gave you a chance to really analyze your game and really pick apart the pieces of your game that you want to enhance. So like, you know, I may not have been, for instance, I, I know I was a good shooter um, at Drexel university, but once I transferred to Howard, I wanted to make my shot even better. So I just kind of, Got a lot of reps up with shooting on the gun. And uh, in practice, I kind of stayed after a lot since we had so much free time and got extra work in. So just just getting that extra work in and really getting a chance to analyze my game and, and focus on the pieces that I wanted to change. Um, so I know during COVID, you guys also might have had some free time. Were there any other hobbies or any interests um, that you guys picked up uh, while you did have to take some breaks? I know, Sam, you know, you're kind of happily getting into music a little bit. Um, did anybody else pick up any other interests or hobbies during that off time or, you know, explore something else about yourself? I'm not going to lie. I got into hats, like, during the COVID. Like, I don't know why. Like, I just I got into hats. I bought, like, probably over 50 hats during COVID. I don't know why. That's weird, right? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say it's weird because I know, you know, with basketball comes the streetwear, comes the court swag, everything like that. So I wouldn't say it's too far off for you all to, you know, be into clothes and fashion and things like that. Okay. It makes me feel a little better. <laughs> <laughs> um, MJ, was there anything that you got into or was it more so let me just get back to my basketball grind? Um, I wouldn't say too too much change. I was just really, you know, watching a lot of series, like a lot of shows on Netflix for real. Um, I started watching Power because I know a lot of people were talking about that. So, I mean, I was just catching up on things like that in, in the meantime. So, that's pretty much it. Power is that show. <laughs> <laughs> and then for you, Sam, did it give you a chance to, you know, really, you know, dive into the music or was that something you were already doing? How did that go for you? So I had already been doing music for a couple of years, but definitely over that COVID year, I got a lot of time, you know, because I probably started doing music while I was at Drexel, but it was so limited because of like our schedule. But definitely with COVID, I got a chance to really, you know, lock in at times when we had those long periods of time off and lock in and really get some music done. So, yeah, I definitely say music. Um, so where were you guys? I know, you know, the news was delivered to you in different ways. Um, when and like, where were you guys at when the news was delivered to you that some of the games were going to, well, not some, but that your season was going to be canceled? Where was I? I was at home during, I was, I think it was during spring break. Well, yeah, it was during spring break when we got the news that season was going to be canceled. I believe, I think I was, I had to be at, at the house too. If, I, if I'm thinking correctly. All I know, I was just like, I never 
had a season off, like, from playing basketball since I was younger. So I was, like, just thinking, like, what am I going to do now? Like, with all this time, like, workouts and stuff is good. But, like, eventually you're going to want to play in the game, have that feeling. So. And in our, uh, our, our building, and we had – they scheduled a random Zoom call because it's probably a week after a couple of us had, had COVID. I had just recovered from COVID. And um, we kind of had an idea that they were probably going to call the season to a close because of the effect that it had on some of the players. So once they sent out that Zoom link, we kind of all texted the group chat like, we think that's it, fellas. And then, sure it was, uh, we got that Zoom call, had like probably a lot of advisors on there, coaches, the whole administration was on there basically letting us know that their season was going to be uh, canceled for the rest of the remainder of the season. Um, so for the restrictions, um, were you all still practicing as a group? Were you guys, did you guys have to rely on practicing individually? Did you have to really lock in with some of your individual trainers? Like, were you all out to practice together? What what did the restrictions look like? Uh, for us at Morgan, some of the restrictions were like, like four guys in the locker room at a time. We had, it was more one-on-one with the coaches. Uh, it wasn't really large groups. We couldn't really. We couldn't really get together. So for us as a team, it, we had a bunch of new guys. So for us, it was kind of hard to really get to know each other and get to bond as, you know what I'm saying, as if it was if we didn't have COVID. So, yeah. You know, like here in Florida, I think we had like in the whole country, like we were one of the, the worst states, you know, as far as numbers of COVID. But um, here we couldn't even go in the locker room. Like they would kind of like come on the court and have our stuff already ready and then like one of us going to the bathroom and change at a time and then like just practice practicing with mask on like it was different like it's harder to breathe stuff like that so um it was it was different most definitely but it was just a another way to like you know be thankful and not take for granted the things that you had before for us i know they definitely tried to limit the time spent in the locker room um, uh, time spent in the training room, time spent everywhere that wasn't on the court. So we 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 really didn't get to get a lot of team bonding in, uh, just like um, a couple of the guys already mentioned. Um, I think that definitely was detrimental to the team. You know, it's hard to really be close with your teammates if you don't get a chance to bond with them. So that's probably the one thing that I did miss the most uh, with the whole COVID restrictions and everything, just bonding with the teammates. So I know, Sam, you briefly mentioned that you did, um, unfortunately, experience COVID. How was that for you? Honestly, um, <laughs> I, I didn't even like what like they told us two of the guys on the team had it. So they tested all of us. And then I got a text probably the next morning saying I had it as well. I didn't feel any any type of way. I didn't feel any symptoms or anything. And then probably a couple of days later, I started to feel a little a little weak and a little a couple body aches. But. After that, I was probably good five days after I found out I had it. I felt normal, but I was still locked up for like two more weeks after that. So it didn't really have a huge toll on my body or anything, but, you know, I, I do know how, how severe it can get. Yeah. I, I was just curious. Uh, you know, over the years, we always, uh, the fellows and I always talk about uh, HBCUs versus PWIs. And Sam, you were talking about uh, – you know, aside from your mistake and not choosing Morgan, uh, but you're you're talking about stepping on campus. What was it like 
going on a campus where there are a lot of black folks, young black folks, you're at Drexel, you know, you, you probably always find yourself in a situation where you're, you're always like in a minority in the classroom or whatever. What's it been like being in an environment where it's almost completely different, where uh, it's, it's a, an environment with young, you know, folks your age, but they're mostly African and African-American. So um, when I was at Drexel University, it was a huge culture, culture shock for me. Um, I know at my, at my high school was a mostly black school as well. So coming to Drexel was like a huge culture shock. I was going in class, feeling out of place sometimes. It took, it took time for me to really adjust and really feel comfortable with, you know, stepping out on class or stepping out on campus. Um, my teammates definitely helped me uh, get, get comfortable with that. But now that I'm at Howard, I kind of feel like I've experienced both sides. So now being at Howard and, and, and I, I think I feel more comfortable or more at home. I'm able to, you know, probably express myself a little bit more or comfortably than I would have at Drexel. So I, I, I'm very thankful and grateful for this experience. I, I love it so far. Mm-hmm. So on a more lighter note, um, what are some of the expectations you guys have for the season or what are you looking forward to the most um, for this upcoming season? Oh, man, MEAC championship, NCAA win, couple wins, shocked the world. Pretty straightforward. Okay. <laughs> MJ, for you, what are some things that you're looking forward to? Um, Like you mentioned, you know, championship, of course. Um, um, just continuing to get better, you know, as far as the team throughout the year, um, uh, having a, a good season individually um, and just going as far as we can, try to go to the, you know, to the March, March Madness. You know, that's the dream of every uh, college player, especially at, you know, when we go to schools, you know, that's kind of lower than everyone else. But um, that's, that's one of the things I want to have this year for of course, I'm going to say the same thing, MIAG championship. Um, you know, it, with it being my last season, I definitely, you know, I want to leave it out on the floor. I'm going to leave it all out on the floor. I'm going to give out anything I had and anything I wanted to do basketball-wise. I definitely want to get it done this year. And uh, I, I know with Howard University, I know my team, we have a group chat called 1992. I think that's the last time Howard has done, uh, won a championship, a MIAG championship or done anything good. Uh, basketball wise here so you know 1992 is a long time I wasn't even born in 1992 so uh, we definitely we definitely keep nine keep 1992 in the back of our minds we definitely want to uh, uh make shock shock the world this year like like uh Trevor said so Trevor I play softball here at Morgan we just won a MEAC championship I know what it feels like to win that championship of course I'm biased and would love to see some more Morgan teams bring home that championship. What do you think it's going to take for you guys to win that? Oh, man. Uh, that's a great question. I know it's going to take a lot of sacrifice from each player. I know Coach pre- preaches that every day. Uh, he always says, uh, be every day and count on the man next to you. And so uh, I just think it's going to take a lot of buy-in and for guys to – put, put their pride to the side for a couple months and just play basketball. You know, we've been playing this game for a long time. So uh, I think that's really just the biggest thing, man, just coming together. And, and we are, I think coming together and all having that same, that same goal. And that's just to win a championship. 
Yeah, and Sam, you said you want to win a MEAC championship. What's your take? What is Howard going to have to do? Uh, we keep the mentality of everybody eats. So, you know, we have a lot of good players on our team, and we feel like in order for us to be as good as we want to be, it's going to have to be – everything's going to have to be spread across the board. Stats are going to be spread across the board. Sometimes it's going to be one guy's day. Sometimes it's going to be another guy's day. But, you know, everybody eats. So everybody got to lock into what their role is on the team and get it done. And we feel like we can get wherever we want to go with that mentality. Um, I think, Mr. Roden, you had some comments too. No, I was just talking. I, I heard Trevor say that Morgan wants to end, win the MEAC. And Sam said, Howard wants to so Both of y'all can't win the MEAC. I can't wait to that game. Have you... Have you circled that yeah. that Howard Morgan game? That's <laughs> both can't going, win it. <laughs> that's going to be a big one for sure. <laughs> so just so our audience can get to know you guys just a little bit more, what's one song that you feel like you have to play while you're warming up in order for you to truly perform? I'm going to probably have to go Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmares. Like, that probably get replayed, like, two or three, four, five times in the headphones, you know, like it get replayed a couple times. Oh, I'm not sure if it's a specific song that I listen to. I know I just got to listen to a specific, a specific artist and that's Kodak. Got to listen to him. Like he get, he get the energy going, like, you know, the blood flowing gets me going. So I say Kodak is the person I have to listen to for the game. I got I got young boy all day. Any any song, young boy. It could be a slow song, fast song, whatever it need to be. Young boy got us. Or or me, I got us too. You know, I got the music too. So I can flip-flop between young boy and myself. <laughs> Those are definitely um two options to um two great options to have, especially either you, you know, or someone who's as mainstream as Young Boy. Um, so when is everybody's first game and who is their opponent? Uh, I think Morgan State, I think our first game is Tuesday, November 9th against who? I couldn't tell you. Uh, it don't matter. He said either way you're going to be ready, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> For um, MJ, who wins your first one? Um, our first game is November 10th versus Kansas State, which is next Wednesday. Uh, we're Tuesday, November 9th as well. I believe we play UDC. Okay, I mean, all those sound like definitely exciting matchups. We know that we can expect you all to bring your A-game. Um, we really would like to thank you all for joining our podcast just to really give our viewers a look ahead at what to expect this season, especially after no season. We thank you guys for your transparency, and we hope to see you soon. Appreciate y'all for having me. Thank you for having me, for sure. Thank you, thank you. So I know like myself, um, Kiana and Kayla, we're really excited. We've had a blast during football season, uh, but we're also excited to see all the great things that basketball season is going to bring. So what are you guys the most excited about with getting to cover basketball, getting to attend the games, et cetera? Like, what are we looking forward to? Um, I think there's a lot of good content opportunities at Morgan. There's some transfers. The basketball team has seen success in the past. So I think there's a lot of good opportunities from the journalism perspective just for coverage. I'm really looking forward to that. I got to cover homecoming and a few other football games, which was fun. But I think that it's a little bit more exciting with basketball, the dynamic, just all the fans in the gym. It's a little bit more close knit. So I'm definitely looking forward to that aspect of basketball. Um, what about for you, Kiana? Same what Kayla said, but I guess from like a fan pers perspective for my team, 
the rivalries because I know Hampton, we're playing a lot more HBCUs this year, just in sports in general. So I'm excited to see that. Um, we're also playing Howard. That's going to be, I think we play Howard twice, actually. So that's going to be very huge for us. So I'm excited for that. Um, the school spirit to be back because, you know, we've been at home for so long. So I'm excited to be just around my fellow Hamptonians enjoying a good game. Um, I know for me, we're entering a new conference. So I just want to see, you know, how they're going to adjust. Um, a lot of our leaders were actually juniors last year. And so they will be seniors. So we actually, we did get a couple of promising transfers, but we also still have our core, our core set of people still there. So I'm really looking forward to seeing them progress, um, especially, you know, they're more mature now. They have more basketball experience. I'm really looking forward to seeing how they have progressed, you know, during their time off, et cetera, and just to see, you know, what assets they're going to bring to the team and, and being mentors to the new guys, everything that comes with being, you know, an older veteran player. So I know we also, you know, we get this gracious opportunity to be a part of the fellowship. So now that we're gearing to transition, I feel like, of course, we're excited to look ahead, but we can also, you know, take this time to reflect. So what have been some of your highlights, a part of being the fellowship? Uh, I definitely will say my highlights is spending my summer with Mr. Roden. Uh, we went to multiple sporting events. Um, we went to a baseball game, which I've never been to before. So thank you to him for that. And he also took me to my first NBA game, which was also a playoff game. So that was exciting. And I'm just so eternally grateful for everything that he's done for me this summer. <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely say I've enjoyed spending my time with Mr. Roden. I've seen him a few times at homecoming with Alexis and for the Roden Road Trip documentary. But I would have to say the most notable moment for me has to be the ESPYs, even though it was a few months ago. It was just super exciting. It was like the first week of our internship that I really got to experience that. And just to do that so early on, I think it really goes to show how many amazing experiences this internship has to offer. I got to be around so many like famous people and just notable athletes. So it really prepared me for what I want to do in the future. And to get that experience, I think is just amazing. I feel like for me, it's kind of hard to just nail down one. Um, I will say one of my main highlights was getting to go to the White House to see the Buccaneers when they um, won the Super Bowl, to see their visit, just to be at a place at the White House. And actually being at the White House kind of foreshadows something that happened later um, when I was at the Howard and Hampton game and I got to see Vice President Kamala Harris in person. I was able to recognize no one else knew that she was going to be there. But since I had been to the White House prior, I was able to recognize some of the White House press spaces from then and I saw a lot of them at the Hampton Howard game so it kind of clicked in my head especially because she's a Howard alumna I was like wow she might actually be here um so kind of you know making that connection for myself that was definitely good especially you know kind of feel like I was one step ahead but I will say one of the best experience was getting to learn from Mr. Roden hand in hand and have like a hands-on experience at the Ravens game um that was actually my first NFL event I had never been to an NFL event as a fan a part of press anything um so having that opportunity allotted to me was definitely up there um, with the different White House representatives. It's really been uh, a joy uh, getting to uh, meet each of you guys in person. I think, I think the only person I've not met, uh, I guess, is Sarah out in LA. And uh, we may meet each other at the Super Bowl, but it really has been great uh, uh, meeting each of you and getting a chance to be on location with each of you. And uh, you know, obviously meeting Elizabeth has been great, Elizabeth, having you 
work with the fellows, uh, you know, um, hands on. And it's really been great just to see your growth from the interview process to now, uh, just to hear you become more confident, uh, get a, a greater sense of direction. Uh, you know, um, I really appreciate your spunk because you guys really are go-getters. You really are. I like the aggressiveness, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you guys go after it. And I really, I really like that. Um, so um, I, I hope that uh, you've gotten as much out of the experience as I've gotten out of, uh, you know, just seeing you guys grow. And I'm really excited. I mean, I'm really, I can't tell you how excited I am for you guys, like the next five, 10 years. I just can't wait. Uh, I just can't wait to see where you guys are going to be because you've just got uh, so much going for you. You really do. You have so much going for you. So uh, I may be more excited for you than you are for, for yourselves, but uh, you guys have just so much going for you. You know, you're really on the ball. So uh, thank you. And keep grinding. You know, we're not done yet. You know, there's, there's more to do. You know, finish, finish strong. Yes, I have to add, when we were walking around at homecoming on Morgan State's campus, Mr. Roden did get stopped a few times. Some people were taking photos with him. And I feel like us working with him so much, I almost forget. I'm like, oh, he is kind of famous. So I think it's cool that we get to learn from someone like that. Yes, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Kiana. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to agree with Kayla because when I first went out with him, you know, I was just like, wow, he really... <laughs> those people and it was just kind of like scary a little bit yeah especially like when I talk to um other people and when I say you know that I'm a part of the fellowship they're like stunned they're like Mr. Roden like and they just go on and on and on about his books his appearances um you know a lot of people like um lately have seen him on first take so just people just go on and on and on especially about his book um so it just you know is it's a definitely modest and humbling experience to know that you know we have him you know right there on the phone you know if I'm having difficulty with a story I can call you know Mr. Roden like that's nothing um, to take lightly. So I definitely think that we're all gracious to, you know, be able to be connected with him in that way. So I guess kind of closing us out, um, when did you guys know that, okay, sports journalism is something that I want to do and I want to make a career out of, not just right now, but this is what I want to do? Um, I knew pretty early on in high school, I would have to say writing and reading and all those kind of facets of journalism were the only things that interested me. So I knew right off the bat, I was going to be pursuing something in the field of journalism, but also being a student athlete at Morgan and just throughout my life, I knew that I still wanted to have that sports aspect, a part of my life once I graduate and I can no longer actively play. I just feel like there's so many stories to be told with sports. There's stories about culture and fashion and just feature stories about specific athletes. There's so much more than what meets the eye and who wins which game and who's playing who. So I really want to be the voice to tell those stories and kind of just take a deeper dive. So that's really my passion within the world of sports journalism. What about for you, Kiana? For me, it was probably like late in high school. I focused a lot on film and cinema studies because I, I knew that I wanted to go into production, but then I also was like, I had a love for sports and I was like, I can't let that go. Like that's a part of my life. So I was like, you know, there's no reason why I can't incorporate both into my life and make it a job. And honestly, I didn't think I would be here right now um, 
doing the things that I'm doing. And I'm just so blessed and grateful to have this opportunity. Like it's shown me so much and where I could go. Oh yeah, I definitely agree with you, Kiana. I never, ever, I mean, of course, you know, I had faith in myself, but I never just saw myself, you know, ever being in an NFL press box or being on a casual Zoom call with Mr. Roden, being in the same arena as Kamala Harris. Like I never pictured myself actually doing these things. Even sometimes I know my dad, he watches first take every morning. And then when he was watching college game day and he saw um, me and Sarah on there, he just said he watched the TV and he just cried and cried and cried because he could just could not believe that, you know, from us just watching watching Duke and North Carolina Chapel Hill games at home to now, you know, his daughter being on TV, he just cried and cried and cried. So I definitely think that was a surreal moment for me. Um, I feel like for me, I realized that I wanted to be in sports journalism. One, once I realized like, okay, I'm playing basketball, but I'm doing it for fun. I don't really have aspirations to be D1. I don't want to go to WNBA or anything like that. This is just fun for me. It keeps me in shape. You know, I'm an only child. I have teammates, et cetera. So I'm like, mm, I don't really want to do this anymore, but I want to, you know, stay around. And then also, you know, that's when I realized I wanted to do it. And then I realized that I could, you know, actually be good, you know, is when I was at FAMU actually with MJ Randolph, one of our previous guests that we just had earlier in the show. Um, and a lot of people wanted to get an exclusive with him, but no, but he didn't really want to talk to press. He was a very shy guy. And, you know, just going through freshman orientation, freshmen being very happy to speak to each other, you know, we became friends. And I told him I wanted to write for the newspaper. Um, and he said, okay, well, what are you going to write about? I said, I don't know. And then he said, well, just do a feature story on me. And then that was my first ever piece. And then now fast forward senior year, we've had him on a podcast, you know, I'm a fellow now. So just definitely a full circle moment. Yeah, I definitely hope that all these examples and stories can kind of just serve as inspiration for our listeners. I think it's really important that we can inspire other young Black journalists to kind of pursue these jobs. I think that we need so many more people who look like us and think like us in newsrooms and to fill those spaces because what better people to tell the stories of Black athletes than young Black journalists. So I hope that this podcast and kind of the last segment could serve as an inspiration for that. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I would also say just, you know, what they do at the undefeated um, is just, you know, just such great things with making sure that everyone's story is told properly, um, the amount of voices that we use in our stories. Um, Kiana, did you have anything that you wanted to chime in and say? Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, this is especially such a big deal for Black women because this, the sports industry is very hard for us to get into. Um, and even just now, like, look at us, three young Black girls running this podcast, like, <laughs> I'm proud. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely proud of that. I think that's, that's just amazing. Of yeah, I love that for us. So that's all for today's episode. To our audience, thank you for tuning in to us once again. We'd like to give a very special thanks to Trevor, MJ, and Sam for taking time to be with us and sharing their experiences. Extra thanks to Parker Owens and the ESPN Digital Audio Content Team. Get all Roden Fellow podcast episodes by subscribing to the Undefeated on the Listen tab of the ESPN app. Make sure to join us next time for another Roden Fellows podcast. And don't forget to go on the Undefeated website and look at the updated band rankings.